get invited to go a lot of places, and I had a real witness in my spirit to go, and it was a conference, and it was called a Time to Plow Tour. And the two gentlemen that were there, one was a prophet named Chuck Pierce. You know him? And one was a, a gentleman, um, help me, Dutch Sheets. They go together. And so I went and I sat in the truck because I, or sat in the, in the car and I looked and I could see the people were standing and I thought, oh, I'll just sit in the car, it's more comfortable. Well, I got in there, I didn't even have a seat. And I looked to one woman, they had woman, women ushers, nothing against women ushers, that's great. And except, can I get a seat? I don't go in and say, I'm a pastor, put me up front. I just don't work that way. I'm the opposite. And I finally found a seat and... Um, The worship was just was powerful, and uh, a very multicultural church. Asians, um, blacks, whites. Just there, there was a, a gal from the Philippines. And so, what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to get through all this. I took notes, and it was tough to get it all down. And so they had Chuck Pierce speak, and then they had Dutch Sheets speak. Dutch Sheets is an apostle. He is basically headed up, I believe, for the body of Christ intercessory prayer. That's been his strong suit. And Chuck Pierce, I don't know much about him. Um, he's a prophet. So he got up, and here, here are some of the things that I'll highlight, and I'll just go through these today and, and give them to you. Um, it's also on Daystar, and I don't know quite how to... I think you can. You couldn't find it. We need to get somebody young to show us how to figure that out. You know, when 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 the preacher's still using a flip phone, but that's just me. This is what Chuck Pierce said. He says there's a shifting going on right now. And he said in the in the future, and I didn't quite understand all this, but he said there's going to be a lot of heavenly distractions. He talked about Nebraska being one of the most unique states in the union. And I didn't realize this, but Nebraska was, before it became a state, they wanted Nebraska to become a state, was vetoed by the president at that time, which I thought was unusual. But he said, there's a new era is coming. He says, if we don't understand kingdom, we'll be lost in what God does. And he talks about a glory center. There are going to be glory centers in the United States of America. And he says, from now on, just don't call it America. Call it the United States of America. That's declaring and decreeing a thing. So that's important. But he says there's only going to be 21 states in covenant. So not every state, not everybody. And that's just like, you know, a church. Not everybody gets on board. But I didn't realize this. In May 31st of 2008, Chuck Pierce prophetically said, this is the this, this statement that he made. He says, um, they must learn to play the trump card in order to shift. This was in 2008. God spoke to him. They must learn to play the trump card. Well, I suppose I, I'm not a poker player or whatever, but that has significance, but it has more significance than cards when you hear the word Trump. 
Look at Luke 13, 6. This is a scripture, like I said, I was just writing, 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 writing. Then I had to go to the bathroom. So I got up, I sat in the back, went out the door, and the, the guy, security, grabbed me right away and said, don't go out that door. You don't ever go back out that door again. I said, okay. <laughs> but they're doing cameras. They got cameras going all over because it's being televised. But here's the, the scripture I thought was in, in, in thir- chapter 13, verse 6. And this is what he equated to Trump's administration, the parable of, of the barren fig tree. He says, he spoke this parable, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and he found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look, for three years. How many? For three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? What do we hear a lot about Trump's administration? But he answered and said to him, sir, let it alone this year until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. So Trump's had three tough years, and we're in a digging season. But he says, let's dig around the tree and watch it for a year. Then he said this statement. I'm reading it verbatim. This is what he said. He said, God is looking at the very root of this land. The root, everyone say root. A few weeks ago, I said something to Abe when I was speaking. And I looked at him. I said, you can't look at the people and go by what you see because God's doing a work in their root life. There's got, the Spirit of God is doing a, a work below ground in people's hearts and lives right now. He's getting us ready for the days ahead. He says, a new era is here. And we are transitioning. And this is what I left, realizing this. If you think you're going to be raptured soon out of here, it ain't going to happen. Sorry to burst your bubble. People that want the rapture are lazy Christians. They just want an easy way out. When God's called us to be militant warriors to accomplish kingdom business. So get that idea out of your head because he talked about the next decade. A lot that went forth Wednesday night referred to the next decade. Everyone say decade. I started immediately to think how old I'd be in. Ten years. He says from Isaiah 32.1, he says, a king will reign in righteousness. He says, it's a time to allow your vision to speak, decree, and command. So we're coming into a time, and I'll tell you in the days ahead what we need to declare and decree. He said this, and this struck me to the core when he said this. What's the name of our church? He said, the church has lost its harvest mentality. Let that sink in. The church has lost its harvest mentality. What's that mean? 
We're not concerned about the spiritual harvest. We're not concerned about the souls of, of, of people, the hearts of people, the lives of people. We have to get that harvest mentality back. He says, the decade to come will be a time to fate to come to face to face with the Lord. It's a time to come face to face with the Lord. Say face to face. Then he gave the scriptures in Job 22 verse 28. It says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. Then he said, Isaiah 45, 11, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, you command me. He says this, and this, some of this your brain goes tilt, but he says, you will say it and it will happen. Did you hear me? You will say something. You will declare and decree. The church will declare and decree a thing. And it will happen. This will be a decade of difference because he's giving us a kingdom authority for his hands to work. Now listen, let me read this again. Don't let this go over your head. This will be a decade of difference because he's given us a kingdom authority for his hands to work on another generation. He says this will be a decade, talking about the decade to come, a decade of difference because he's giving us a kingdom authority for his hands to work on another generation. He says, we must change the atmosphere and open up a spiritual portal. He says, we will see them forming from heaven. This is, this is also what he said. This is an era where the war intensifies. Well, we see that, don't we? He says, we will be known as warriors that decree change and it happens. He says, our government will have to come into a reformation. Well, that's occurring, isn't it? He says, the glory of God is waiting at the gate. In the Bible, what, what takes place at the gate? Business. Amen. The glory of God is waiting at the gate. The battle must be turned at the gate. And he said this, and I firmly believe it, because Hank's church is very prophetic. He said, Omaha is a gate. Then Dutch Sheets, Chuck Pierce spoke this to him. He said three things to Dutch Sheets. I don't know if it was a few years ago or whatever, but he says, go and prepare. The Spirit of God was telling Chuck Pierce, the prophet, go and prepare the land now for a king. Well, they've started this tour. I didn't realize it. They've been touring, going to certain states. He said, number two, release my hovering over the nation. Release my hovering over the nation. And he gave the scriptural examples in Genesis 1 about the Spirit of God moving over the deep. That same word is hovering. Then it talks about in Acts 5, remember Peter's shadow, someone was healed. He said, that wasn't Peter's shadow. That was, and that's the same word, hovering. The Spirit of God was hovering. We want God to hover over us. Over our city. Remember Mary, the Holy Spirit, 
is going to what? Overshadow you. Same word. The glory of God is hovering over this nation, birthing revival. He's coming to hover. Then he said, number three, release my anointing to birth the future. I'm, I, uh, then it goes into what Dutch Sheets said. He talked about four dreams. I'm going to give you one dream, and I'll close with that. I was writing, trying to get everything down. You know, I, I love the prophetic. Not everybody likes the prophetic ministry, but I've always really been drawn to the prophetic. And so these dreams are prophetic. These visions are prophetic. But this was the fourth dream. This gentleman by the name of Dutch Sheets, I suppose. In fact, how many of you know um, Randall Gant? Dr. Gant worked for Dutch Sheets for a while. But he goes back and forth to Washington 150 times a year. And you know what he does? He goes to the Capitol. He'll go outside the White House and they'll just pray. And one, one, one time he, he went and he was allowed into this, to, uh, the Capitol building itself where all the business takes place, you know, where the president comes in through the door when they, Congress meets. He got into that room and prayed over that. But this was the dream he had. He and his brother and another man, not a dream, sorry, forgive me, that was another dream. This is, this is what happened, literally happened. He and two other men flew to Washington, D.C., and were out in front of the White House at the gate praying. Now, he said this. He says, when they go to the White House and pray, and they're outside the White House, they don't get goofy. Because there's goofy people outside the White House, even Christian goofy. So he says, what we always do, we go off to the side. And pray quietly and we stand and just people think we're just talking like that. And they were doing that and they were praying and, and uh, there were people over here. And he said, I, I, he, he's just, he's a type A, I can tell. I, type A's can spot type A's. And he didn't want other people just walking up and joining in with them. They wanted to be left alone. And so they were praying. And they got done praying, and Dutch Sheets looked at and the other guy. He said, you think we're done? He said, no, I don't think we're done. I don't have a release. So 30 minutes later, they're praying. And Dutch Sheets looks up, and there comes a man walking toward him. And immediately, I, I, can, I can relate him. He's thinking, oh, we've got to deal with some goofy guy to join in with it. I don't want to be interrupted right now. And they got within five, the man got within five yards of Dutch Sheets and his brother and this other gentleman that was praying and had his head down like this and said, Mercy, 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 six times and walked away, walked into the crowd and he was gone. And Dutch Sheets looked at the other guy and said, that was an angel. Well, his, his brain was going, why six times? And I didn't get all the significance of this, but you think seven. What seven represent? Perfection. And so 
they they left it alone. Nothing would, you know, they talked about it and and uh, went back home. And then, I don't know if it was a few months later, another prophet came up to Dutch Sheets and said, I had a dream. You were at the White House. That was an angel. And he spoke mercy six times. And then he gave the reason, you know, because God is not done with this nation. So, one more. Number seven, that brings perfection. So, God is in the process. And I'll I'll close with this because Hank got up then and he said this. In fact, look at this scripture in 2 Chronicles. I was so thankful I went to this. 2 Chronicles 5, it says, this is where the ark was brought into the temple. It says in verse 13, "Indeed, Indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, everyone say, saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Say that. For he is good and his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with the clouds so the priests could not continue or to stand because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And he said this, the prophet of God, Hank, said this, the decreeing must come before the glory. The decreeing must come before the glory. So what do we need to do as the body of Christ? We need to declare God's goodness and mercy. Promote God's mercy and goodness. The church has to, in the days ahead, speak mercy. When we pray over Trump and we pray over the White House, we declare God's goodness and mercy. You know, it isn't over yet, folks. God's not done. And I know sometimes the flesh wants to quit and give up. There's a lot of preachers out there in churches that have closed their doors. But we can't quit. And we have to declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. God is a good God. He loves His people. He's not coming back for a bunch of cowards that are weak and wimpy. He's coming back for spiritual warriors. So you're going to have to decide if you want to be one, and you're going to have. And part of it's getting in fellowship with God every day, and in prayer, and in the Word, and get to church. I, I, I'm standing. In fact, I'm going to write that down. I believe the Spirit of God said that. There are people here today. There'll be a day when you can hardly wait to get to church. I wouldn't ask you to raise your hands because most hands wouldn't come up. Hmm. Truth. That's going to change. Let's stand up this morning.
How many of you know, sense in your heart, there's a shifting going on. There's a shifting, and church is going to be the same. I, got, I can't get off it, but what's that guy's name, Kanye? What's his last name? West? I don't listen to his music, never, never have. Now he's traveling around doing Christian worship. There's people out here don't like Kanye. But I'm going to give you a warning. You better not be critical and judgmental of some of these people. We pray and ask God to do something with these freaks and weirdos in Hollywood, and then he does, and we continue to put them down. Stop it. You're going to come against what God is doing. And it's not going to be the way you think it should be in the days ahead. It's going to be different. If he can use an ass and a donkey, a donkey, I'm sorry he said ass, but ass is scriptural. He used an ass in the Old Testament to talk. Did he not? Used a bunch of ignorant fishermen to become apostles took a man named Saul who persecuted the church turned around to be the apostle Paul that wrote most of the New Testament I'm telling you folks it's not going to be the same anymore so you be very careful who you criticize and who you judge in the days ahead Father, let's lift our hands this morning. Father, we thank you. We want to be used of you. In fact, if you don't want to be used of God, then don't lift your hands. We want to be used of you in the days ahead. We want to be discerning. We want to understand the times, just like the tribe of Ishakar in the Old Testament. We don't want to be left behind. We want to be used of you, Father, to promote your kingdom and promote your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us, Lord, for judgmental, critical attitudes. And help us to be sensitive to you, Holy Spirit, in the days ahead. We love you, Father. And we do say, your kingdom come. In fact, you say it with me. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for the shifting that's going on. Thank you, Lord, for a, a, a new era being birthed. We want to be used by you. So, Father, we thank you today for answering our prayer. Everyone say, change me. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone here today that needs prayer that I'll dismiss for your physical body? Is there anyone here today that is having problems with your neck? Sometimes the anointing comes on my neck. Next, can I pray for you? Next, she have neck. Beth just had surgery and she's doing well. But the anointing's on my neck. Is it just stiff or what?
mom told me you're a pain in the neck. <laughs> no, she did. I'm just teasing. Just trying to get a rise out of Nancy. <laughs> you're not a pain in the neck. Amen. Who else next? There's an anointing here today. Is this new to you? <laughs> I commend you. You Catholic, Lutheran, Christian? Okay. Relate to Lutheran. God loves Lutherans. My daughter-in-law was a Lutheran. But isn't it exciting to see God move? You're young. I want to see God move. I want to be used of God. Amen. So I'm going to pray for you. And let's extend your hands to these people. Let's just believe God. God will bring healing in, the, in, in that neck. In the name of Jesus. Because healing's in the name of Jesus. Pain, stiffness, go in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Where are you at? sense that that's the that's the anointing that's the holy spirit man the my neck's on fire well well we don't care what it feels like as long as god does what he needs to do that's the anointing thank you lord for healing you love him and healing is the children's bread in jesus name Father, in the name of Jesus, healing in that neck. And for even for mom today, for Beth, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Everyone say, God is good. And his mercy endures forever. Someone go pray for those kids in the nursery. God is good. Mercy, mercy, mercy. <laughs> Abe was up here going, let's be still. And uh, it wasn't back there. Amen. God bless you. Remember Wednesday night prayer. You're dismissed. Thank you. I